Today's podcast is sponsored by Swift Sports Performance. Whether you're prepping for your first rec league season or training for college camp, let Swift perfect your craft while strengthening your weaknesses. Here we go. On this episode of the Barbershop 303 Sports Talk Podcast, I'm going to talk about five-star quarterback Justin Fields and his prominent decision to possibly transfer from Georgia this year and why I think in the beginning it was doomed from the start. I'm also talking about Josh Gordon and his removing himself from the New England Patriots and what that does for the dynasty of the Patriots. And I'm going to break down this week 16 slate of games, most important games. I'm not going to talk about all of them, but the games that mean a lot to everyone and mean something to me. So get ready for this. Barbershop 303 Sports Talk Podcast. Here we go. All right, so at the beginning of 2018, there was two quarterbacks in high school that obviously were the two best players in the country, along with Xavier Thomas from Florence, South Carolina. Those two players were both from Georgia, Trevor Lawrence, who went to Clemson, and Justin Fields, who went to Georgia. Now, let me say this before I start talking about what's recently uh, recently going on. Uh, Justin Fields is a five-star, 6'3", 6'4"-ish. I think he's about 6'3", 228 pounds when he came out. I mean, he looks just like Cam Newton in high school. He looked like Cam. He was uh, nice, nicely built. He's good speed, awesome accuracy. He won the uh, Elite 11, which is uh, Trent Dilfer's quarterback camp that he has every year. He won that. He, he beat out Trevor Lawrence. Um, in my opinion, watching him play, I thought he was the best quarterback in the country. Um, I still think long term, um, I think he's going to be better um, than Trevor Lawrence. Now, he's going to have uh, a couple of years to showcase his talent uh, unless he wants to leave. If he wants to leave when Trevor leaves, um, I'm uh, Trevor Lawrence, he's, he's about to be in the playoffs, so He'll have a lot to approve, but I'm, I'm, this this conversation is about Justin Fields. Now, when Justin Fields first was doing his visits, he had my Seminoles of Florida State on his list. Now, I thought Jimbo could have gotten him. I really think the reason he didn't come to Florida State was because Jimbo left us. Our offense had a question mark, and, uh, you know, Francois was coming back. Blackman had played that year. So it was like a lot of uncertainty. A lot of young quarterbacks don't want to deal with that. They kind of want to know what they're getting into. That raised the, the red flag in my mind of why would you choose to go to Georgia when Georgia had a freshman, five-star freshman. They had two freshman five-stars on their team. They had Fromm and they had a – I forgot the guy's name. He was there the year before, but he got hurt. He, he actually transferred last year. Fromm led – the Georgia Bulldogs to the national championship as a freshman. Why, what could you do as a recruiter uh, to persuade me to, instead of me being a five-star player, knowing that I'm good, I feel I'm the best. What could you tell me to make me choose Georgia over any other school? I mean, I thought when, when, when I saw Justin Fields make that decision, 
I thought they had to they had to give the parents something. There's no way as a college football player, as a dad, I have a son. I, I hope my son plays quarterback one day. I hope he plays a lot of sports. But there's there's no way a school is going to get me to send my son, uh, say he's a quarterback, to a school that has a freshman that just went to the national championship and played great the whole season. Uh, what are you going to tell me? Uh, you're going to have a chance to compete? That's not going to work, man. I don't know why Justin Fields chose to go to Georgia. I, I hate when guys are like, oh, the visit was nice. Man, every school's got good visits. Some schools got better visits than other, but you got to look through that. When you go on a visit as a player, you got to, you know, you you, you got to cover up all the, you know, jersey. Oh, they got my jersey in the locker. Oh, they got my number. Oh, they, they got their cleats matched, my, uh, you know, my shoe size. Oh, they got my name on the billboard. Oh, man. They got a they got a full course meal. They got they, look. Do you fit the system? How soon will you play if you want to play early? What's what's the school education like? What's the graduate uh, uh, percentage like? All that stuff. You gotta have questions in your head and answer. Justin Fields went to Georgia. Obviously, if he wanted to go to a winning school that was on the rise, yes. And if that's all he cared about, that was great. I doubt that young man with the talent that he has wanted to go behind a five-star quarterback and wait. So, in my opinion, I thought Justin Fields made the dumbest recruiting decision last year. There's another player on that same team that I thought was second in the nation, Dalvin Cook's brother, uh, James Cook. I thought he made a dumb decision going to a school that had a Vander Holyfield uh, son, had a Swift. Uh, they Georgia keeps running backs. They had like five. They got another one coming in this year. Don't go to a school loaded with running backs like that that are not in need. You're just going to be a placeholder. You want to be in a at least a two-back committee. So I thought that was stupid too. But Justin Fields, man, I hope – I heard he's asking for a hardship transfer, which would give him the right to play next year. And I think that stems from uh, their racial stuff that happened at a baseball game this past year. Um, at Georgia, so he might be able to get out without having to sit out a year. Look, I want Justin Fields at Florida State. Now, I hope we sign our, uh, you know, Browse, one of the our offensive coordinator that we need. We need an offensive coordinator that has an innovative system because let me tell you guys this, and you're, you're hearing this first, Georgia Tech, who, who just, uh, uh, Paul Johnson just retired, the coach, he just resigned. Georgia Tech is going to be up uh, up on the up and up in the next three years. Mark my words. I think they're looking at Ken Wisdom from the NFL, who used to play at Georgia Tech. If they get him, give Georgia Tech three years, they will be competing with Georgia Tech Air and AC and, uh, for the championship. Watch. Mark my words. Georgia Tech's been missing out on elite recruits because they run that stupid Navy, Army, Air Force uh, offense and wing team mess. No, I, it, it is what it is. I played in a wing team in high school. Or uh, wishbone and all that stuff. I look, man. I like regular offenses that got different schemes, different stuff going on with. It. And I play even Justin Fields. If 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 Georgia Tech grabs King Wizard Hunt fast enough, he might can lure Justin Fields over there. But in my opinion, I want him at Florida State. I heard he's looking at Ohio State. Urban Myers left. Why would you want to go over there? That's, that's that would be a dumb decision. It it would make two dumb decisions in your short career, man. Parents got to step in. 
and send this guy to the right school. He is uber talented. I don't even know if that's a word. Uh, but uh, anyways, that's my rant on uh, Justin Fields. I love the kid. I think he's a special athlete. I think Georgia was just using him at, just to make him happy. Um, they wasted his red shirt. So uh, he's got three years, period. Um, I wish he had redshirted, but you can't redshirt a five-star player. It's going to cause disgruntle uh, on the field. Just like Trevor Lawrence, he calls Kelly to get freaking uh, to quit. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about Justin Fields. Next, I'm going to talk about Josh Gordon and his decision to step away from football. All right, so uh, I'm going to talk about Josh Gordon. Um, so I think it was 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Josh Gordon, I think he played 14 games, 12 to 14 games. Had like, He led the NFL in receiving yards. Um, for the Cleveland Browns, that had like Brandon Whedon and some other guys at quarterback. Um, Josh Gordon is, in his prime, was one of the best talented wide receivers that I've seen. Um, I do think Julio overpassed his physicality and his ability that um, in Julio's best year when he hit like 1,900 yards. I think Julio had done better. But you, Josh Gordon was a freak. I mean, he was – he just – his mindset, his mentality. Let me, let me tell you guys this, man. A lot of you guys won't believe this, but let me say this. If you're an athlete, if you're in high school or whatnot, um, if you can sustain from drinking alcohol a lot or doing drugs a lot, or if you could just refrain yourself from that stuff, you slowly help yourself become a better man and better woman every day. Um, uh, yeah, it's fun. It could be fun. It's exciting. You know, like have you know, you get to enjoy your friends. Um, but let me, but realistically, um, every time you have one of those hangover days, you're deteriorating your body slowly. And I think that Josh Gordon did a lot to himself mentally. Um, like he said, he used to be high and drink and stuff like that. Like he used to be high every game since high school. So uh, it didn't, I'm not saying being high, like I say, I've never done none of that. I'm not saying it didn't help him become who he was, but if you consistently do something like that, your prime, the prime of your life is not going to last long. You might peak because you're, you know, you're crazy talented, but your prime, the prime of your skills is not going to last as long as you want it to. So, uh, like I say, I, I love Josh Gordon. Um, I, 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 still, I wouldn't mind meeting him one day, man. I think Josh Gordon is a talented player. Um, I, I, I'm, I don't know what he did. Um, they're saying that he's going to get suspended indefinitely. Uh, I think that's sad. He came out this morning, this is Thursday, resigning from uh, saying he was going to step down from football, get his mind right, work on his mental health. Now, I do feel that he heard about what was going to happen. The Patriots had heard. They said that's why they were cutting back on his reps. Um, and, and let me say this, man. You guys that play fantasy, when you start seeing stuff like that happen, when you start seeing a player um, who's healthy, when you start seeing uh, his his snaps getting count getting cut, you start seeing him not play a lot. Something happened, and and NFL teams can hide that stuff, but not for long. So, 
Uh, but yeah, Josh Gordon, I, I, I respect him for uh, trying to take take himself away from football because life is more important than football. Um, once football is over, like I say, I, I had to go through it. Once football is over, man, man, life starts. You know, football is that time frame of life that you can't get back. You'll always remember. But your mental health in life is, is, is much more than that. So I, I, I commend Josh Gordon for stepping away. I, I think he's done. Um, he, he proved this year that he had lost a step. He looked slow sometimes. But uh, he still, he had great hands. Um, he, he, he used his body very wisely on the field. And uh, he, was a, he was a great weapon. Now, what this does for the Patriots, the dynasty is over. I think the dynasty ended last year when the Eagles beat them. The fact that Belichick was at a Minnesota uh, Timberwolves game the night before the Super Bowl, that, that showed you a lot. That showed you the care, uh, the, how easy they thought the Super Bowl game was going to be. Um, a backup quarterback who I still think Nick Foles needs to leave Philadelphia and get a starting job. I kind of think Nick Foles is better for the Eagles than Carson Wentz. Um, Wentz is a good quarterback. I, I, I kind of think Foles fits better, better, but we're not talking about the Eagles. We're talking about the Patriots. I think the dynasty is over. I think the Patriots, in the playoff, they're going to show you that they're going to have a hard time passing the ball against good DBs, the Steelers, Chargers, even Eric Berry being back for the uh, Chiefs. Those three teams right there, I think the Patriots can't beat any of those three um, at all. I don't know if they can beat the Ravens. Um, Brady, Brady's decision-making last week at the end of that game against the Steelers was the worst. I've never seen Brady do that before. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm a Jameis fan. He looked like Jameis when Jameis goes through one of his mental collapses. Um, it's like all, all the shots are in the end zone. But we all know if you're playing Madden or something like that, you're going to you're gonna throw it out the backfield, James White, boom. Hit that, hit that little quick screen, get about 15 yards. It was like four, it was third and 15. I mean, get a big chunk of yards and make it a manageable fourth down. So uh, Brady, it's almost like Brady called his own plays. You know what I mean? Even the pass he threw to Edelman. Why would you throw Edelman a jump ball in triple coverage? I mean, uh, Brady is like he gave up, man. Now Brady's arm still has the velocity. I just don't know what happened on that last drive. Man. So, I do think this is going to hurt the Patriots a lot. Um, Josh Gordon, uh, now he's going to be replaced by Cordero Patterson, obviously, but you can't replace Josh Gordon. I think Cordero Patterson is much faster and explosive, but let's just be honest, man. You put Patrick Peterson or somebody like that on Cordero Patterson, and you can go ahead and cut the game off. You know what I mean? You can unplug the system. It's done. So, uh, um. Yeah, Josh Gordon, man, I, I think this is the last we would see of him. I think this year was audition, too. And him, I think Dez Bryant is probably done, too. And I think he has a better chance to make it back in the NFL with an Achilles torn off his foot than Josh Gordon has. So, um, like, like, in my words, long live Josh Gordon. He showed us a lot, of, a lot in a small window. And, uh, you know, hope, I hope the best for him, man. So next, I'm going to start breaking down some of the most important games um, on this week 16 slate. Um, and uh, the first game I'm going to start with is the Saturday night game, the Chargers 
hosting the Baltimore Ravens. All right, on Saturday night at 8.20 on our time, the Baltimore Ravens will be flying to Los Angeles to play against the Chargers. Now, all you know, all of you guys know who follow, you know, the few of you that listen, I appreciate you. I know I haven't been consistent this year. I had a lot going on, but you guys heard me enough that I called it. I called that I think, I believe, the New England, the uh, New Orleans Saints will play the Los Angeles Chargers in the Super Bowl. I called it. That, that was my pick at the beginning of the year. That's my pick now still. I don't see anything that would deter me from it. Um, Melvin Gordon, my one of my favorite running backs in the league. I think he's probably my favorite. I, li- I love Melvin Gordon in college at Wisconsin. I think Melvin Gordon is a beast. I think he's a great running back. I think he's doing a fantastic job, might I add. Um, he plays real hard, man. Melvin Gordon runs. He runs hard. He does his job. Um, I, I, big ups, man. I love him. Melvin Gordon is a strong running back. He trains with Adrian Peterson and Joe Mixon. Once he started doing that, his skill, he just he just got better. Um, so um, it was, it's awesome. Awesome. That's an awesome game. Now, Melvin Gordon is going against a fourth-ranked run defense. Very tough. Very tough. Now, I, now the, the Chargers themselves have a low-ranked run defense, but they got, a, they got a number one or number two passing defense. I think they're number two behind the Chicago Bears. Look for that in that game. Look for Phillip Rivers to be the key. I think Phillip Rivers still, I'm going to say this, he is the best quarterback that came out in that 04 draft. Um, him, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, I think Phillip Rivers is the best quarterback that came out of that draft. Not by a lot, but I think I thought he had more of the it factor than the other two. Yeah, he didn't need as much help as the other two did. Eli needed the best defense pass rushing in football, and Ben needed the best defense probably the Steelers ever had. I mean, you couldn't run on Troy Palomalu led defense. You couldn't run on that defense, man. That, that was a unbelievable Steelers defense. If you had a fantasy player that played against the Steelers, pass or run, ah, they'd chalk that up. But, uh, yeah, J- Lamar Jackson, let me say this. I think Lamar Jackson, it was a mistake that Jacksonville didn't draft Lamar Jackson. But I think Lamar Jackson is doing a very good job. He's getting good runs. Um, I do think he needs to slide a little bit more, possibly not even run as much, maybe limit his runs to about eight eight a game. I I think the Ravens are just going to let him run and see what happens. And if he does get hurt, they'll make a decision after that. But they don't seem to care how much he runs. He's running like 18 rushes a game, like, like a running back. So – um, I do, I do think Lamar Jackson is going to improve. I think he is, uh, he he definitely is, uh, has the potential to reach Michael Vick's status if he can find a good quarterback guru coach in the offseason. I do think he's good. I think he's very good. I think he's got a great future. I can't wait to see what he becomes. He's going to struggle to pass this week against the Chargers. I do think he'll be able to run. Like I say, Chargers got a low-ranked run defense. So in this game, I think the Chargers are going to win because I think Phillip Rivers is going to make one more play more than the Baltimore Ravens, especially with him being home. I don't think it would have mattered. He just went into the Kansas City last week and outplayed Mahomes in the fourth quarter. So all realness, man, 
look for a great it's going to be a great game great opportunity to watch football enjoy that last game that saturday man um and like i say it's gonna be a that's gonna be a big contest the next game i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna talk about my Tampa bay buccaneers heading to dallas to face the cowboys so now i'm gonna talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing against the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of people are like, oh, why are you talking about this game, man? Dallas is going to blow out the Buccaneers. All right, so, you know, I'm a Buccaneer fan, so I'm going to talk about my team. And uh, it's been a disappointing season for my Bucs. It always seemed like we start off with some promise. And I think this whole year was uh, wasn't we weren't functional as a team um, in the front office coaching staff went to the players. Um, I do think that Jameis will be back next year. I do think it, it would shock me if we let Jameis go. Here's my thing. Uh, Jameis made his mistake his rookie year, and it just took two years for the NFL to know about it, and then they punished him basically two years later for uh, – or three years later for his mistake he made as a rookie. If that's what he did, it was alleged. I talked about it in the preseason. Uh, you can go back and listen to that podcast where I spoke about James and what happened with the Uber driver. So I think Jameis has been a great man this year on the, uh, as a football player. I think he handled the, the starting benching, starting with Ryan Fitzpatrick perfectly. Um, he did a great job. In my opinion, yeah, he had, he had a little turnover streak. I did think Jameis was just trying to make up too much plays, make too much things happen, needed to settle down. Lately, he's been doing a great job. I think he only has two interceptions in the last four games. So he's doing very well. Um, his yards fell off last week. Of course, he played against the number uh, number two, number one-ranked defense in the NFL, the Ravens. So uh, it was kind of tough. He had a great he's, – he's one thing he's doing great is he's having great first drives. Like, we're scoring fast. You, know, I look at the bottom of the screen, and it's like uh, 14 – zero or, or, or seven to three and we get up real quick but it seemed like after the script plays are done we have a hard time you know sustaining great offenses now yeah it's like our coach staff doesn't know if we, we want to be strong running or passing now, Peyton Barber starting to do good running I still believe we're going to get a good running back in the offseason we got a chance to get Carlos Hyde who I wanted last year Tevin Coleman um Le'Veon Bell. I don't want Kareem Hunt because of his baggage. Um, and there's other guys out there. You might Kenyon Drake might come loose. Um, uh, it's just too much to think of right now. Uh, we'll talk about that in the offseason. I'm going to do a podcast based on all the teams that don't make the playoffs and what they need to do, who they need to pick up or aim for in order to get to that next level. Um, uh, like Patrick Peterson, we're going to need a good corner. I would pay him. And you got to use your money wisely that you spend. Uh, obviously, teams are going to spend money on free agency. The question is, who are you grabbing? We grabbed Deshaun Jackson last time. Uh, he must He's an explosive playmaker, but him and Jameis didn't connect. Uh, Jameis does connect great with Godwin at Mike Evans D. So uh, we'll, we'll see, man. In my opinion, um, we should roll with that. But uh, let me get back to the game. Uh, I'll talk about that in the offseason. I think Jameis is going to find a way to get some yards in this game. I don't think Dallas overall can stop all our weapons. Baltimore has 
a unique way they play defense um, to where they had played a lot of pocket passing quarterbacks. And when James got out the pocket, he actually was able to find uh, some great plays. I do think Dallas is a good pass rush. Uh, you know, at their home. I remember the last time we played Dallas at home, Jameis did have a good game. He threw a, 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 a interception at the end that kind of cost us, and we couldn't stop Zeke. I don't think we can stop Zeke again unless we ran a lot of zone. We've converted into a man coverage team. So I think Zeke, if you're playing him in fantasy, DFS, whatever, Zeke is a number one running back play, in my opinion, this week. Um, Zeke is going to He's going to get off on us. Now, Zeke did have an ankle injury last week. If you watch that game, uh, Indianapolis beat him up that first half. Um, he was limping uh, very visually. You can see it. But Zeke's not going to quit. Zeke is a beast. I love I love Zeke. Zeke is one of my favorite running backs in the league, too. Zeke, I think, is the best fourth-quarter running back in the NFL. Uh, Derrick Henry right behind him. I think Zeke is the best. Uh, I barely see anybody stop Zeke in the fourth quarter. It's money time. That's how you got to play. That's how he trains, everything. So I think Dallas is going to uh, grind us out um, the way Baltimore did. Baltimore had uh, – Baltimore limited us to the least amount of plays we had all season. And, and if you give a passing team like us a lot of time on the field, we'll find ways to make plays. I just don't think we have enough playmakers in the backfield to beat a team like Dallas. All right, so – Next game I'm going to talk about is the Houston Texans versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I think this is one of the key games of the day. I think this is a huge game. Both teams need to win in order. They Both teams have something to play for. Let me say that. The Eagles, if they win and somehow my Buccaneers find a way to beat Dallas, that would shoot the Eagles, I believe. They'll be tied. I don't know if they'll jump Dallas. I can't remember who has the tiebreaker. Uh, I think Dallas probably swept the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken. So the Eagles would have to win out, and Dallas would have to lose out in order for the Eagles to jump Dallas. So, you know, the Eagles still fighting to get in. I don't think they'll get in. I think they'll just miss. But that's my opinion. But in, in, in all realness, man, when you think about it, Philadelphia, Nick Foles looks much better in this system especially with all the offensive coaches that left the Eagles. He looks the best this year um, with Alshon, as a caveat. He needs Alshon Jeffries or a deep threat for his uh, arm talent to show. Um, Carson Wentz is like a West Coast, you know, get the ball out, short pass quarterback. He could throw it deep a little bit, but he's not Nick Foles throwing it deep. And I, I actually think I actually think that's a big reason the Eagles kept Nick Foles. When you have a shoulder surgery, and I had I had both my shoulders fixed in college, I had my labrums fixed. Like the same thing Andrew Luck had. When you, it takes two years for your shoulder completely on the football field to be back. It takes it takes six it takes uh, four to six months to heal to where you can be a functional man again. But in order to be a, a back, get to another level of football, it will take you two years. You now you'll be able to play just like you did the year before a little bit. Some, and quarterbacks, they throw a lot, so their shoulders can fatigue faster than, you know, me playing defensive lineman or something like that. So I think next year Carson Wentz will be back all the way. He'll be a nice cheap, uh, fantasy pick for a lot of you guys out there. That's how I draft. I drafted Andrew Luck this year for that reason. I knew no one was going to draft him early. 
I took my time, drafted late. Oh, yeah, and I'm in the championship in my main league um, with, with Andrew Luck and Ben Roethlisberger as my quarterbacks. You know, try to aim for quarterbacks that that are have a chance to be elite numbers, uh, elite number scorers, but you you don't have to draft them early. Now, I'll get into fantasy a little bit later, probably after this championship weekend, and kind of give us a little strategy tip that I use this year. I want to see if I win first. I'm in two championships, two out of my three leagues. I'm in a championship, so um, big ups to me. Mm-hmm. All right, oh, back to the game. On the other side of the ball, Deshaun Watson, the a.k.a. the Michael Jordan of quarterbacks. I think Deshaun Watson is still rehabbing from his torn ACL last year. I still think he's not he's, – he's starting to get back with speed. You can tell when he runs, man. I mean, he's, he's a, a glider, but he's fast. Um, Deshaun's got good burst for a quarterback. I think him and DeAndre Hopkins, the two Clips and Tiger, connects. I think they're going to take care of this game by themselves. Um, I, I think Philadelphia has the worst secondary in the NFL. Oh, they, they basically have three, probably all four of those guys they got now are new. That's why they're not going to the playoffs. You don't want no team like this getting in. You want a complete team who's healthy to get in the playoffs. I think Deshaun Watson and, and Hopkins is going to have part two of what they did last weekend when Nuke had, I think, 10 catches for 170, two touchdowns. Um, by the way, he is my fantasy wide receiver on that same team, uh, which was fantastic. But I, I think he's going to do something similar to that. He hurt his ankle in the last touchdown. But let's be honest, players like him, um, being playoff time, you need to get in, get the rankings where you want, you know, jump teams to get ahead. He's going to play all out. All right, so um, it would have been great if Will Fuller was still there, but he's not. So we'll see what happens. But I do think. I do think Houston, Texas will defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they are better. Uh, and Clowney and J.J. Watt, I still don't think they're as vicious on film as uh, Bradley Chubbs, the rookie, and Von Miller has looked. But I do think maybe in the playoffs, I think those two are probably the best pass rushers to do next to Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Um, so we'll see, man. It's it's great pass rushes in this, in this playoff. Like I said, the Ravens get in, you see Terrell Suggs and whoever's on the other end. Uh, I love seeing great pass rushes. It's a it's a it's a yeah, it's impressive to watch how to get to the quarterback. It's, it's a skill, man. I, mean, I got there a few times in college. It's it's, it's uh, I think getting a sack is is more enlightening than uh, scoring a touchdown. It's very it's much harder. You can't scheme a sack. You know what I mean? You can scheme a touchdown. You can't scheme a sack. That's all skill. That's all what you worked in the offseason. So. Um, but next game I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, going to New Orleans, man. This is obviously the, the game of the day. I do think the night game is going to be great, too. But this is the game of the day. Now, I, I, I Juju Smith-Schuster um, Thursday had a groin injury of practice. I think that will affect him a little bit. He's a slot receiver, so he's not he's, he's got small space to work with. I do think he can re-aggravate it during the game. I, I hate seeing a player like this get a little nick injury close to the end of the season. It's something that could linger on throughout the playoffs. I don't want that. Um, but Pittsburgh's got to win. So, and like in my league, I'm playing Ben Roethlisberger because I know he needs this. Um, the Saints have the number one or two 
rush defense in the league. So you can cancel that running game. It's going to be straight passing. This is going to be one of those games that's going to be long. It's going to, long, it's going to go past 7.30 um, Eastern time. You could like, you know, bet me on that. Uh, it, it'll be one of those long games, man. It, it'll be a long game. A lot of passing, a lot of incomplete passes, a lot of clock stop. Um, I think I think the Saints will be able to run the ball a little bit. They got their running backs are better than the Steelers, and I think their line is better than the Steelers line. Um, Steelers are a little nicked up, so I do think Kamara will get off a little bit. I think the Saints will pull this win out because I think the Saints are home. I don't think my Buccaneers are the only team that went in there and beat them, and that's because they're not efficient. We know how to beat them at home. Um, it's not really an advantage. You just have to have a you have to have a complete guide on how you practice that leak to get ready for that noise because you ain't hearing nothing. All right. So I think that's gonna be a great game. That that's the game of the day. I think the Steelers are gonna put up a good bit of points. I think this will be a very high scoring game, um, well into the sixties for both teams. But I I do think in the end, I think the Saints will win. I think even if if you put the Saints if you put if you push the Saints buttons and and uh, you know make them take away the run, I think Drew Brees will start lighting it up. I think Drew Brees is capable of taking over the game if he has to. He just hasn't had to lately, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that man. Drew Brees is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, and I think you know when uh, when they're all said and done, I think Drew Brees. Will be one of the best quarterbacks ever, and he is the leading passer ever so far. So uh, it's great to see a six-foot quarterback do that and accomplish that in the NFL. That just shows you how much he studies and hones in on his craft. I don't think the Steelers can stop them uh, run, throwing passes out of the backfield. I think the difference between them and the Saints and the and the Patriots last week, or the Patriots kept trying to. It's a Gronk-focused offense. You know, you can tell by how Brady what he looks at when he's passing. This offense is not uh, central in one person. Michael Thomas is the best pass catcher, but he doesn't get the most he, – he doesn't have to get the most targets in a game like this. He can actually take uh, Joe Hayden. He'll run a lot of inside routes. He'll be in the slot a lot. But I look for him to make a lot of plays uh, on, the, on the interior, um, trying to get away from Joe Hayden. I don't think Joe Hayden is – a lead enough to stop Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is a beast. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in that game. I think the Saints will win that at home. I don't think a lot of teams can go in there and beat them. Um, it's in unfamiliar territory. But it, once the Steelers settle down, points will start flying on the board. This is an Antonio Brown spot. Um, this is a spot where Antonio Brown thrives. He should be amped to play in a game like this, not overly hyped. So let's see how he looks, man. And like I said, this should be a big game. It should be awesome to watch. Um, the last game I'm going to talk about is the Sunday night game. That's the Kansas City Chiefs going to the 12th man at the Seattle Seahawks. All right. Final game I'm going to talk about today is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Seattle Seahawks. Now, this game is going to be a sneaky shootout. Uh, Kansas City does not have a great defense, especially on the road, but they got Eric Berry back. Eric Berry is my favorite safety uh, in the last, I don't know how long. Derwin James will pass him in my mind as the best safety. I, I think I mean, Eric Berry, when healthy, is the best safety in the league. But I, I really, really, really love 
uh, how he plays. I love how he played at Tennessee when he, when he was Lane Kiffin. Um, he's smart, great hitter, awesome in the pass coverage. Awesome. Great blitzer. He's just complete. He's complete. He's the he's one of the best complete safeties in the league. So you want players like that on your team. I think he'll be the difference maker in this game. Um, I Chris Carson, I'm a, for, for those who don't know him, probably if you play fantasy football, you're probably the only group that knows him. Chris Carson is the best running back the Seattle Seahawks have had since Marshawn Lynch. He is he's big, he's fast, he's elusive. Um, he can he can make you miss. He I mean, oh man, he's he's watched that game. Watch that game Sunday night. He's very, very good. I love watching him play. Um fantastic. Man, he's fantastic. Oh, um, so I look for him to make a lot of plays. I look for uh, I look for uh, Doug Baldwin for the Seattle Seahawks. I look for him to have a good game. The only thing about him is he plays in the slot, so he's closest to Eric Berry in terms of proximity from the sideline. I think Eric Berry will shadow him along with probably having underneath coverage. Maybe a linebacker will be underneath. If they can shut down Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett, which I think Lockett will be the one to get loose, I think Seattle – I think Russell can beat any team at home. Russell makes so many plays with his legs, uh, and he's capable of doing a lot. I think Russell will play awesome. And uh, it, it, this is a tough game to pick. I didn't want to pick this game, but because it's such uh, between two good teams, I think in the end, Seattle will be able to grind the clock out with Chris Carson. I think if the game stays close, Seattle will win. I think if it was at Arrowhead, I think the Chiefs would win. I think this is based on who's home. Um, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the league already. But I, I R- Russell's already a Super Bowl champion. Russell, this is a game Russell should have uh, uncanny stats. He started throwing the last week a lot. So Russell should have a huge game this game. Uh, he'll probably throw 40 passes easily. And Russell can battle any quarterback in his stadium. Remember when Big Ben went there, when they had Martavius Bryant, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon, and they put up like nearly 40 points. They probably didn't hit 40. I can't remember. It was that was one of the best games of the season that year. Um, it, it, very entertaining. I think to, that game Sunday night will be just the same. So uh, I expect to see how see Chris Carson will he'll grind the clock out. Mike Davis from South Carolina he'll help out too in the passing game. But yeah, I think Seattle will take Kansas City, man, and this will help the Chargers who I think are going to win um, their game out will help the Chargers leapfrog the Kansas City Chiefs. I do believe that. So watch watch out for that, man. It should be a great, great contest. I look forward to seeing it. So that'll do it for this week on the Barbershop 303 Sports Talk podcast. We'll try to come back at you next week, guys, with a podcast talking about what happened this past week, not only in my fantasy game, but what happened with the NFL, which teams – have nothing to play for next week. Might bench their players. Um, and uh, basically what to look forward to the playoffs. Like, who's going to be in that game to that counts next week? You know, I mean, who's, who's week 17 game going to get flexed to 4 o'clock because they don't want to be scoreboard watching? All right, we'll talk about that next week, guys. Once again, this is Ronald Washington, Barbershop 303 Sports Talk Podcast. Follow.